Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Real simple, what I want to say. I just want to maybe bring out four things real quick. And that is, here's the word of the Lord for you, for me, for the body of Christ right now. If this morning was this time, that is about a return to God's word. Did you get it? Tonight is about a return to the light. That's my declaration for the church right now. A return to the light. A return to the light. Everyone say, a return to the light. I tell you right now, look around the world, the darkness that pervades, it's time to return to the light. Light is not just a natural thing of at daytime it's light and at nighttime it's dark, even though it says in verse 5 of Genesis 1, and then there was evening the f- and, and morning the first day, the first night. Don't, don't start the aspect of light at verse 5 of Genesis 1, that the day was light. Let's back it up to verse 3, when God said, let there be light, and there was light. And in verse 4, and God saw that the light was good, and then God separated the light from the darkness. I want to declare those three things right now that God said, let there be light and there is light. If that's not a prophetic declaration, I don't know what is, Sally. Come on, if you're in your workplace, come on, let there be light. Let there be light. I declare and prophesy light. If you're in a dark workplace, how about you walk in and declare that there be light? But I also want to declare by the Spirit of God. I reckon I've got at least 15, 20 minutes in this voice left. How many people think I've got 15 or 20 minutes left in this voice? God said, let there be light. That's prophetic declaration right there, Sally. God said. So we need to understand creation as a result of prophetic declaration. And are we not created in His image? So this is everything you're saying. Come on, we do it because that's what we're created as. But God spoke, and there was light. And then God saw that the light was good. I, I just feel like I just want to scream at the, at, at the, at, into the atmosphere in the church in the world that light is good. It's time to see that light is good. Come on. Light is good. God did not create darkness. He created light into darkness. It overcomes it. It's greater than it. Light is the greater thing. You can have a very dark room and put on a little light. Come on. That's a, that's a, the, the power of the light, a little light in a big darkness is so much greater than a bright, bright light room. And you have a little bit of darkness. The darkness doesn't even get a mention because the, the light's so bright. Light is greater than darkness. But I, would, I want you to get this because we live in a time 
That is redefine what is right and wrong, what is good and what is bad, what is light and what is darkness. And now there's even there's even like you know it's a good witch and it's a and it's a good this. It's not. Light is good. He saw that light is good, and then he separated. He said he saw he separated. He said that there'd be light and there was light. He saw that the light was good, but then he separated. These are days to separate light from darkness. Is anyone with me tonight? Come on. There should be a separation if you're in a dark place. As far as work-wise or family-wise, when you walk in, there should be a separation between light and darkness. We're not meant to walk in and just fit into the darkness. And so I wanted to set it up from the start. Are we good, church? Light was the first thing that God created. Just think about that. The very first thing God created, and the first in the Bible, the, the law of first mentions, isn't that right, Robin? It's important. The, the first thing, the first thing was not trees, animals, mountains. It, it was not fish, and it was not even humans. It was light. This is how important it is. No wonder there is a war on in the world against the light. Come on. This is a spiritual battle going on. God saw the light was good. God said, let there be light, and there is light. Light was the first thing. I want to mention the second thing real quickly, and I've got a lot of scriptures, but I'm only going to give you one. (coughs) Gollum, come out. Okay, God lives in... My precious. Okay. God lives, focus. Okay, thank you, Sally. I'm back on track. Everyone back on track with me right now? (laughs) The first thing God created was, stop it. Don't you start. Don't you start. Seriously. Some of you in this room are looking around and going, what the heck just happened? It's called the, spirit, the superfluity of naughtiness. It's in the Bible. Here's the second thing. Just stay with me. God lives in unapproachable light. I, I could say so much in this, and I, I won't take how much do you want me to say, Lord? First Timothy chapter 6. And I know I'm jumping around on the scriptures I, I sent, but just First Corinthians 6, 15 and 16, second half of verse 15, it says, God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, talking about Jesus, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might, and power. It describes the one thing that God lives in, and He lives in unapproachable light. I need you to hear the word of the Lord. The Bible says in Exodus, I could give you the scriptures, but just, hey, just look yourself. Uh, It said that Moses, I'm going to give them to you. 
I, I have time. I can do this quickly. I know I can by the Spirit of the Most High. Okay, can I just give you this because it's so powerful? I just want you to get this. Exodus 33, 11 says, The Lord would speak to Moses. Mo, Moses? It's like Indian samosas. But it's... Uh, the Lord... <laughs> I like samosas. Okay, Exodus 33, 11. Lord, help me. The Lord would speak. The Lord would speak to Moses. I can't even say it. God, help me. I think I need about a month off. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Jump down to verse 18. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, please, 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 you cannot see my face. Hang on. Five verses earlier, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face. Now he's saying, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. And when my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face cannot be seen. Well, which one is it? Did Moses talk with the Lord face to face, or is it that no one can see the face of the Lord? I want you to keep on going. I'm going to pull this together. Matthew 17. One and two, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led him up to a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured. The man was transfigured, changed into a different figure before him, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as lights. And in the end of Revelation 1, when John saw the Lord, the end of verse 16 says, and his face face was like the sun shining in all his brilliance. Here's what I want to say to you. When Moses saw the glory of the Lord up on the mountain, his face shone so bright. Moses' face shone so bright that he had to put a cloth over his face before the people could, they couldn't even look on the man Moses' face because he had the glory of the Lord. And this is what I want to say. The light of God is so bright that while we can see speak to him face to face it is in a veiled form because if we saw the beauty and the majesty and the brightness of the light it says it shines brighter than the sun you cannot look directly at the sun without glowing blind so I want to tell you that this side of eternity even the fullness of the brightness of the Lord that we see is only a measure because if we saw the fullness it would destroy us not because he's bad but he's so good and perfect and we need a fresh revelation that when he said, let there be light, and he said, it's good. He says, you have no idea the fullness of the light that I want you to look at. And he says, I want you to look at me, but understand the extent of the light that we see when we look in the face of God. is just a small measure of what it's going to be.
When we think about the Lord, we think about love and mercy and kindness. And that's so, so right. I just want to plan into your spirit. This week, when you think about the Lord, think about light. When the sun's shining bright in Mildura, which is pretty much all the time at the moment. Please, I was going to say, look at the, don't look at the sun. Because next week will be a healing service for all the blind people. But just enjoy it. But think, God shines brighter than the sun. I, I, I'm just, uh, stay with me for a few more moments because I just want to bring us, I'm, say, I'm saying so far, light was the first thing God created. God lives in unapproachable light. But then we have the third thing is Jesus is the light of the world. I'm calling prophetically. I'm making a declaration. It's time to come back, a return to the light. Some people, when they get to heaven, are looking for to the glorified body. Like I said last night, that my glorified body is going to look like wheels. But I'm also going to have a glorified voice. It's not about how low can you go. Jesus is the light of the world. Come on. John eight twelve. when Jesus spoke again to the people. I'm almost done. I need you to get this last little bit here. When Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. I'm calling us back to the light. Can you understand why this is important in the days that we live in? Yeah? I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Life is found in the light. This is deep because we have a generation of people that are saying, I find, I'm fine, I've got life in the darkness. Can't happen. Life is in the light. Come on, every every. Everything that I know of that God created needs light to exist, including plants and trees and humans. Come on, people. There is literal. I'm not even talking figurative. I'm not even talking just spiritual. But there is even natural. You need light for life. And in the spiritual, we need light if we're going to be alive. Who is the light? Jesus said, I am the light. I am the light of the world. John 1, verse 4 and 5 says, In Jesus was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light, which is what? The life of Christ. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
Darkness cannot overcome light. Jesus is the light. And when He lives in you, the darkness has no power. In fact, in Psalm 139, the psalmist writes, even darkness will be light to you. That's how much He is light. But here's where I want to end up. We also are called to be the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You, Jesus speaking to his disciples. Put your hand up high if you're a disciple. Okay. You are the light of the world. Hang on, Steve. I thought you just said Jesus is the light of the world. I did because that's what the Bible says. And then Jesus said, take, you're it. You are the light of the world. I'm going back to my father. 1 John 4, 17. In this world, you are like Jesus. You are the light of the world. Young people in your school, you are the light of your school. People that are employment, you are the light of your employment. Come on, you are the light of the world. It could have said anything. I hope you could just get in a little bit the importance of light. I return to light today. First thing, God created light. He lives in an unapproachable light. He is the light of the world. We are the light of the world. It's time to return in this gray world, in this black world, in this darkened world, in this, in this heavy world. It's time for the light to shine. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Get the language. It doesn't say a town on the, uh, built on a hill should not be hidden. It cannot. If you've got a hill and you've got a giant big city, you can't hide it. We need to come back. I'm almost done, but I just need a little, little kurabashanka out of me right now. We need to come back to a thing. It's not that I need to shine my light. It's that I can't not shine my light. I wonder if we need a shift. Because Jesus is the light. And he lives in me by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, how can my light not shine? We just need to shift. A town built on a hill cannot. Man, I've got about half vision and I can see one. Come on, people. It cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and then put a bowl over it. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Everyone say in the same way. Let your light shine before others. Why? So that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. One more verse and then I want to finish this up. Isaiah 60 verse 1 to 3 says, Arise and shine. Come on, bring it home with me, Callum. Arise, shine. 
for your light has come. Who's his name? Jesus Christ. And now the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And now the next line says, see, darkness covers the earth. How many people think this speaks about our time? Come on, come on, come on. Bring this home with me now. Darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and His glory appears over you. Listen, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Oh, you mean Jesus? No, I mean you. I mean me. He ain't walking this earth right now except in temples. I just get to read those three verses again. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the has come, has come, has come. Stop waiting for it to come, and it has come. Arise, shine, arise, shine, arise, shine. I wonder if this is part of the prophetic declaration that Sal was talking about, that in the morning the alarm goes up and we arise, shine. We shift it from good Lord morning to good morning, Lord. Arise, shine. Arise, shine. For your light has come and now the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Oh, I've just seen something. It doesn't say in the glory of the Lord comes upon you or settles upon you. It rises upon you. This is just saying you arise, shine. And when you arise, the glory of the Lord will rise upon you. Did you get it or not? Arise, shine. I, I get out of bed. I'm gonna, this day, I'm going to arise and shine. Well, the glory of the Lord will arise and shine upon you too. Maybe it's like, God, you can do it. You can touch him. He goes, how about you arise, shine, and then I'll, and if you get up, I'll come up with you. Stand up. Okay, you're me and I'm the Holy Ghost. We could do it the other way around, but this just seems more fitting. Um, okay. So, so. I don't know what I'm doing right now, but sit down, sit down. Okay, you, you're me, okay? Now, now you get up and into your day and start walking. So he's up, I'm going to rise shine. The Holy Ghost, I'm going to rise and shine on him. Come, why have you got a limp? Oh, oh. I should have picked someone else. Sit down. How to lose a meeting in 10 seconds. <laughs> I love you, man. I don't know if you got anything from that illustration apart from Tim mocking me, but... If we wake up in the morning. I love this church. I make a choice, a prophetic declaration. When the alarm goes off, I'm going to rise, shine. The Lord goes, Great, my glory is going to rise and shine upon you. Come on. 
Jesus, Jesus. Lord, I pray you'll bless my workplace. I pray you'll bless my family. Maybe the Lord's saying, how about you wake up with the mentality, I'm going to rise and shine. And the Lord goes, I'll be attracted to that and I'll rise and shine upon you. And then your light will actually touch nations and kingdoms. Not just my light, but my light through you. Are you with me? I rise shine. I'm going to rise shine. I'm preaching myself. I've never heard this before. Uh, what, are we, what are we looking at? Okay, I can't read that. Okay. Yeah. To rise, come forth, break out, to break out of us. Isn't that incredible? But to come out of, to appear, means to rise. Zokra is the word. But it means to, yeah, to come out of, to appear. So as we rise, he appears. He comes out of us. Sometimes we're, we're like, again, just really, God go and do it. He goes, no, no, it's, I, I, I move through vessels. How did the Father be displayed to the earth after Adam lost it through a man, through Jesus. Take your it, 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 Lily, you're it. Come on, tag, tag, tag. You're it, you're it, you're it. I've never preached this before. I've never seen this before. I tell you, Sally, tell me when I wake up tomorrow and go, what just hit me? Get a rise, shine. I'm going to rise, shine. I'm going to walk through this airport tomorrow morning and the glory of the Lord is going to rise upon me. And if some, some air stewardess is having a bad day, I tell you right now, they're going to have an encounter with the glory of the Lord because I chose to rise and shine because the light of God needs to be seen. They don't need always a message. They need a light to be seen. Let your light shine in the darkness. Then they'll see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay, so here's your extra homework. I gave you Psalm 139. No, 119. I was just checking you all passed the test. Very well done. Very well done. Psalm 119 this week. Adrian, stop it. Uh, Psalm 119 to meditate on that sometime this week for an hour. I, I, I want to encourage you this week that Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3, why don't you just declare that over yourself each day? I'm going to rise and shine. For, for the light has come. Come on, Jesus has come. And now His glory is going to rise upon me as I go. Come on, Nash Lane. Come on, the glory of the Lord is going to be seen. See, darkness covers the earth, thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. So this is where I want to finish. I want to invite people to come into the light. I invite people to come into the light. Hmm. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Just release heaven. That's all I want you to do. And guess what? That's all Father wants you to do. That's all Father wants you to do.
He doesn't want you to focus tomorrow on getting the job done or earning a paycheck. He wants you to arise, shine, and let the light come. He wants the glory of the Lord to rise upon you. He wants the glory of the Lord to rise upon you. Coffs Harbour needs the glory of the Lord. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. You're never too young. You're never too old. Come on. God is not a respecter of persons. Here's my prophetic declaration, Sal. It's time to return to the light. And just before I ask these two questions, and then I'm just going to pray that Father fills us with light. How does that sound? Have you ever been in a dark room? Something, some cracks open the window and the light comes in. And it's almost like your, your, your whole heart just lifts. Anyone? It's just glorious. It's just glorious. That's what God wants to do on you and me every day. And that's what God wants us to be every day. Maybe, maybe that, again, the Matthew 5, 14 to 16, this prophetic declaration first person, that's how he just said, maybe that's what we should get up. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world and I'm going to let my light shine before others. They'll see my good life, my good works, and they'll glorify the Father in heaven. Maybe before you walk into the doors of your work, your school, your university, you say, I am the light of the world right now. I'm a light sent into the darkness. I'm a light sent into the darkness. And before I ask these two questions and release light, as we finish here on this glorious weekend that we've had, I need you to hear me. There's a spiritual law that cannot be violated, but too often is overlooked by too many. It's called sowing and reaping. Some of us are feasting too much on dark things in the form of entertainment. I'm not here to highlight one thing over another, but I'm here. Does it glorify God? Is it bathed in light or is it just dark and death and is it there's a darkness because I want to tell you there's a there's an enemy that's into darkness and death and just the heaviness and the weightiness sometimes we feed so much on that stuff and then we struggle with fear and anxiety and other things and we go I wish God would free me God says well how about you turn that off turn on the light and let the light start to wash over you the Bible says, I think it's an old newsboy song. It says, I want to be in the light as you were in the light. I want to shine like the stars in the heaven. Oh Lord, be my light and be my salvation. All I want to be is in the lights. I want to ask you a question. Do you want to be in the light? Because this so stop feeding on darkness in the form of video games and what you watch. If it's all to do with death and stuff like that, it is darkness. But now the world is painted as such a picture that this is okay because this is just entertainment. It's still death. And God came to bring life. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came. I'm not being legalistic. I'm just saying it's time to turn on the light. It's time to turn on the light. Maybe sometimes the darkness and heaviness in our homes is not the enemy coming in. It's what we're turning on and entertaining and playing. Turn it off and turn the light on. I tell you, Sally and I have got to a point where even if we want to relax and we're watching a series, half the series, our language is it's, it's slow and it's PG, it's PG slow and it's almost to the point of boring. And we said we'd rather that than the heaviness and the darkness with all the language and the violence and the sex and all these. We'd rather, what's the greatest priority? 
to be entertained or to be holy. It's time for our focus to be on being holy, not on being entertained. And some of the things that you're partaking in are of the devil and need to stop. I didn't mean to end. But sometimes it can be a bit vague and I don't want to be vague. Turn on the light. Is that really the sort of thing that is going to release the kingdom of heaven and the glory? No, it's, it's not going to be in a house anymore. Is anyone receiving anything from this right now? The question is not do I like it, do I not? Is it light or darkness? You know, come on. You know if the whole tone is light or darkness. Come on. Let's just get real. It's time to arise, shine. Arise and shine. And let the glory of the Lord and the light of heaven not only shine on us, but through us. Can I hear an amen? So here's two questions. How is your relationship with the light? How is your relationship with the light? Oh, and you meditate on this this week. And you might say, you mean with God. No, I'm saying with the light. I'm saying with the light. With the light. You know what the light is. The light is that, that, that brightness that fills it with warmth and just... Yeah, it's like it is almost well with my soul. How's your relationship with that? How's your relationship with the light? And number two, how brightly is your light shining in the darkness? Not how loudly and wildly do you praise in church, but how brightly is your light shining in the darkness? Because that's where Jesus' light shines. And remember, Genesis, God said that there'd be light, there was light. God saw the light was good, and then God separated light from the darkness. I pray you hear in the word of the Lord. It's time for us to be separated. The Bible says, be in the world, but do not be of the world. I'm sending you as lights and as salt, the Bible says. And it's time for the light to shine in the darkness not to fit in with the darkness so I want to pray Father fill us with your light if you if you want that I want you to just stand to your feet as we close Close your eyes, focus on the Lord for a moment. I just feel the Holy Ghost just wants to talk to you individually for a moment. Just listen to Him. Maybe have your own conversation just for a moment. Father, is my life flooded in the light or is there? things that would probably fit more into the realm of darkness Father you want to highlight that I just say as of this day I cut that off come on be real with the Lord right now if you need to repent repent repentance is one of the strongest things you can ever do it's where life will flow 
just really feel that in this holy moment. Some need to make that shift that I talked about from a primary focus of being entertained to being holy. Young people, older people, anyone in this room, if you know there's a shift there, I want you to put that right with the Lord right now in this holy moment. If you need to make a shift from my focus is on just being entertained, entertained. And here's the thing, if your focus is on being entertained, your present level will sometime not be satisfied and you'll need more. And if what you are entertained by is more on the dark side, it will not be satisfied with the present level. It will want more. I am speaking to you right now. And some of you know I'm speaking into your spirit. It is an insatiable appetite for darkness, but there is also for lights. And the Lord says, I want you to shift your focus from being entertained to being holy. From me having what I want to me being in the light. Father, I just pray right now in this place that we as your people will realign to the light, that we will return to the lights, that we will see that light is good, that you are the light of the world and you've called us to be the light of the world. God, I pray there'll be a holy revelation in this place that God, you separated the light from the darkness. And in 2023, oh God, you're calling there to be a separation from light to the darkness, but not taking the people out of the world, but into the world. But Lord, not in darkness, but Lord, that light will shine so people will see our good works and glorify the Father. We declare, Lord, tomorrow morning we will arise and shine. For your light has come and your glory has risen upon us. Lord, may we be sent ones into the darkness. Not to fit in, but to shine brightly. Come on, if that's your desire of your mouth, I want to, I want to hear you say, God, help me to shine your light. Help me to shine brightly. Tomorrow morning, I will arise. I will shine. Father, fill me. Even now, come on, across this room. Father, fill me with your light. Come on, cry out, fill me with your light. Flood me with your light. Flood me with your lights. Flood me, Lord, with the light of your countenance. Lord, let the light of your glory shine upon us. If that's you and you're hungry right now, this is what I want you to do. Lift your hands high to heaven, tilt your head back. Close your eyes, look in the spirit realm. Now I don't want you to pray. Now I don't want you to pray. I want you to receive right now, Father. Turn the light on. Shine the light. Shine the light. Shine the light right now. See the glory. See the majesty. See the light. Don't pray. Just receive right now. Let the light shine. Let the light shine.
Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are true. Whatever is noble. If anything is worthy of praise. Think on these things. Let's finish together with a prophetic declaration. Say after me, I am the light of the world. I will arise and shine and let God's light shine through me and His glory will rise upon me. Father, we declare, let it be, let it be, let it be. And all the people of God said, Amen, 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 Amen. This week, this week, this week, I put a holy charge right now on every single one of us to be aware of what comes out of our mouth. And if you start to say something about yourself, about God, about others, about, about anything that is contrary to Father's declared will, I want you to stop yourself say, sorry, Father, and then come into agreement and declare what God says about that person, what God says about yourself. Some of you, here's the word of the Lord right now, I hear Him say, this is what He just said to me. Some of us need to do some mirror time this week. I've never heard that phrase. And this is what He's saying. Look yourself in the mirror. Point at yourself in the mirror and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am dearly loved. I am highly favored. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. I, I do not have a spirit of fear, but I have power. I have love. I have a sound man. Come on. This is who I am. Do some mirror time, Annalise. We'll look in the mirror. I am called and sent on assignment. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I am a city set on a hill. Come on. Mirror time. Have you ever seen those pictures where this picture of a little kitten looking in a mirror and he sees a lion looking back? You seen those pictures? That's mirror time. If you look in the mirror and see anything but God looking back, we need to change our image. If I'm in Him and He's in me, and I'm acceptable in the very throne room of God because I am now the righteousness of God in Christ. If I look in the mirror, I should be seeing the righteousness of Christ looking back. And I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. This is who I am, prophetic declaration. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. To God be the glory, great things He has done. Praise the name of Jesus. I just want to I just want to say thank you family for your open arms to Sally and myself. 
for just inviting us back so many times to be part of the family. We truly, deeply love you. You guys are the place we just absolutely love coming to. You need to hear what Pastor Stephen before, but please hear the positive in this. You know, there is often a big attack on us before we come here each time. You can see that two different ways. But one of the ways is that God's assignment and God's purpose and plan here is so great the devil hates it. Let's not see every attack as something to fear and shrink back from. But oh, if the devil's attacked me, maybe God's up. What's God up to? What is God up to right now? Look for what God is doing and wants to do and come into agreement with that. Right? Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.